Hello, beautiful. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, founder of the Vibrancy Method program, and I am honored to be your life and mindset coach today. I believe we are most vibrant when we are authentically ourselves, and quite often, it's our challenging moments in life that shape us to be that best version. I also believe that deep down, we all have an unshakable confidence within us, and sometimes we just need to be reminded of the light within and who we truly are. So here, we share empowered women's stories to highlight the importance of honoring the journey and to learn from their lessons. We've got a great episode for you today, so let's get to it. Sophia, I'm so excited to have you here. Last time we really met was in Portugal on a magical evening at a 800-year-old castle. Or was it at the castle party? Where did we meet? Oh, I don't remember, but yeah, somewhere around there. (laughs) And I remember we just got into this beautiful conversation, and it almost felt like there was this like time warp and you just had a presence about you. There's an energy about you that I was so drawn to. So for the past, ever since, and this is before I had my podcast, you've always been somebody I've wanted to bring on. So I'm so grateful that we're here today. Oh, thank you. I also have very fond memories and remember being kind of captivated by your energy and feeling like I wanted to get to know you. So I'm very happy. <laughs> well, here we are. So. <laughs> So I would love to hear a little bit about your story. I was going through your website and honestly, it was so captivating your story and how you got into the work that you're in. So if you can share with us, take us back to your life before everything that you're doing now. Mm, Yeah, well, um, I was was a lawyer working in a law firm in Russia, uh, in Moscow, and really trying to do my life the best of uh, how society taught me. So I got um, a degree in a prestigious university in Moscow and then was just doing what I thought I had to do, just getting a good job and just seeing how my life moves from there, like not really having any other alternative models. But then something was just not quite flowing for me. Like I kept feeling that really that was not my place to be. And what I discovered was uh, travel and yoga and somewhat meditation. And I felt like these were experiences and these were things that were kind of opening something in me that my normal life was not. And uh, then uh, I started to travel more. I started to practice more yoga because it felt like something was like getting tackled inside of me. And uh, then it just was a clear preference that I was so like drawn into that other uh, reality. And my office life was just less and less appealing to me, kind of running after money, running after status. And all this was just not so appealing. And uh, eventually, universe also supported that and I got fired. So <laughs> I came to the office <laughs> and then my desk was well, empty. That's what happened. Yeah. And uh, I was just in shock for a moment because I, I really had no idea what else to do with my life. Like I, I had no models, no one who lived an alternative life, no one who was brave enough to just do something that, that is not common. So I was startled and I really for a few months, uh, I had, I was so lost and was getting pretty depressed and, uh, very confused and, um, I uh, was partying, trying to find some 
like I don't know relief and parties, hanging out with friends. Then I was trying to find kind of similar job, but none of it was working. Uh, and then uh, I was lucky enough to come across. Uh, I was actually googling. I remember that I went on Google and I was uh, thinking that okay, let me sort out all my problems because my problems were that I was not happy, that I didn't like the place where yeah. I was living, I was not happy in any kind of relationships that were coming in my life. Like it was just all felt wrong. And I was like, okay, and for what's... context, mm-hmm. how old were you at this point? I was, uh, let me tell you, two, like 23, I think I was 23. Okay. And I was really like looking for a relationship. Like I really wanted to have this fulfilling, deep relationship and fulfilling, happy life, but none of it was available to me. So I started to look inside somewhat to the best of my ability at the time. And I thought that the root of everything was low self-worth, low self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And then I went on Google and started Googling, okay, what to do? And somehow, uh, in the end of this Google search, I ended up booking a ticket to India <laughs> and just changing my life. You never life. know when you jump on Google, you never know. That's the thing. When you go on there and you connect with the world, you don't know what rabbit hole you're going to go down, what you're going to find and where it's going to lead you. Totally, totally. So I did come across some personal development books and things like this. And then I really, I felt like, okay, I just need to really change my environment. That's what I thought back then. And that was a really healthy choice because that was really what was in, because I was so sucked into that kind of mentality. So for me to take mm-hmm. myself out, completely change my life, completely change my worldview for half a year. I, I booked just one way ticket. I didn't know how long I was going to be away, but then I had enough funds to sustain myself for like half a year. And that was amazing because I I went through a total reset. And then I got into spirituality. I got into yoga, into meditation, and into tantra, and into discovering lots of things which felt so familiar and so deeply natural, but so mind-blowing. Um and uh, yeah, basically, since then, my life just took a, a spin and it's a one-way road since then. Beautiful. I love the transition. And I feel like at life, you never really know when that moment's going to happen, when all of a sudden it's like the box that you were fitting in. All of a sudden you look and you're like, wait a second, this isn't my box. Like, what am I doing? And you have this sort of like awakening per se, or this like this experience that leads to, you know, this awakening. So you mentioned one word there, and it's something I haven't spoken about on the podcast yet, and that is Tantra. And I feel like there's so much curiosity, so much interest, so many people are, you know, really curious. So can you tell us what is Tantra? Oh, wow. well, to really explain what is Tantra, we would need uh, maybe a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cole's notes. We need to get the Google version. This is where we, we, we share about it and then people go to Google and then they find out and then they find your website and you go find more through you directly. But give <laughs> us the book a ticket to India. <laughs> book a ticket to India or to Ibiza and go see you in normal times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the thing is that I stopped even using publicly this word or although I'm a trained uh, Tantra teacher, uh, but I stopped using this word publicly because it just has so many connotations and it's just so biased and people imagine all sorts of, like everyone has some kind of associations with Tantra, which in 99% of the time have nothing to do with reality. So just in short, um, and then it's true that you, you can dive deeper and there's amazing literature about this, uh, but just in short, it's a spiritual path. 
it's really ancient path towards ultimate liberation. So this path of discovering the divine. But what is very different in this path versus traditional spiritual path is that in this path, we don't isolate ourselves from life. We don't isolate ourselves from the world, but we actually uh, strive to attain ultimate self-realization, enlightenment with our eyes open and being fully engaged in the world. So mm. basically that's what it is. And it's a very, very challenging path because there are incredible amount of distractions that take us away from our spirituality and just make us, uh, when we are so engaged with life, it's very easy. You know, you, you are so much into your work and yeah, work can be a part of your spiritual path, but it's so easy to get lost in work. You know, we as women also, we know mm. like how you get into your work and then you get into your masculine and you get to back, okay, achieving something. And then you're you're out of contact you're with describe, yourself. You're describing me right now. I don't know. This is like me. I'm in a moment of the masculine, like go, go, go. I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's almost like borderline, like burnout or, you know, like you at this point where you're like, wait a second, go back to the divine feminine. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so easy to get lost in that. Uh, and same in sex. Yeah, sex is part of Tantra, but uh, sex energy is so strong. So it's something also we tend to get lost in and then kind of not being able to sustain this energy. We tend to get more emotional and more chaotic and just lost in that, lost in pleasure also uh, without holding the presence that is actually uh, the spiritual path of meeting life through presence. Uh, and everything else in life. But uh, then exactly, yeah, that that point of continuously coming back to presence, no matter what is around, that's also a, a spiritual path. Beautiful. So for somebody who's listening, who's curious about this, and they feel like they have a calling to, you know, find out more, and there's just, they feel like the the, the box that they're in or the life that they're in just doesn't fit what do you recommend doing or how do you recommend getting curious about what else could be out there? Because mm. I feel like 2020 is like a collective year. It's just, there's a lot happening around the world. There's so much awakening. There's so much happening. And for a lot of people, it's, you know, it's almost like I've, I've heard it described like the rug being pulled underneath them and sort of like how the rug was pulled per se underneath you when you lost your job, got fired, and then you went on that path. I feel like there's this collective shift happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally feel that. I feel that it's this shift is taking people to be either at their worst or at their best. And really, it's like a big test mm -hmm. for us collectively um, to really find new ways of being, find ways of being that are really deeply authentic and deeply aligned with the truth of who we are. And then there are lots of tests along the way. Like, for example, like so many people get really uh, emotional, really aggressive. There's a lot of aggression right now. I'm even today, I received a message from someone who was telling me, oh my God, like I'm getting all those attacks. What is going on? And I feel like it's just people are just looking for different ways to channel this frustration um, this um, trapped energy inside and this uh, mm -hmm. this is really the invitation of the time of these times to look at ourselves really from a like to take a step back and to look at everything and you're asking okay what to do for people who are trapped in a box or something i would say maybe to take a, a look at all those different aspects of life yeah like a there are those uh, circles you can draw and look at like eight areas of your life. Let's say your intimate life, your professional life, your family life, uh, you, anything else, your health and well-being, anything that is important, all those areas. And really 
take an honest look. Where are you happy? Like, where are you at? And all those areas of your life. And if you are not happy, then it means that some big cleaning needs to be happening there. And uh, with this, probably... And you can say, oh, okay, well, I'm not so happy with my uh, intimate life and with my partnership, my relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what can I do there? Yeah, then there is a path for that. And uh, uh, through mm -hmm. the work that I do, it has a lot um, to do with understanding how uh, not only... Yeah, first of all, through connection with ourselves and all parts of ourselves and our body and our intimacy and our sexuality, but then also in relation with our partner, how can we really find even deeper truth about who we are and why we incarnated and how we can really serve big in this world? Hmm. So do you feel like even th through the work that you do, it's a matter of looking at the mirror and looking at yourself first and sort of figuring out your like really taking personal responsibility over your life? Well, uh, it's quite interesting because it it has to happen, but quite often this happens not because, well, sometimes, yeah, like the person is, is alone and they feel a bit like, oh, like, okay, what can I do? Like, and really start looking like what I did uh, with that being fired. Yeah, and then I start to look inside. But what also happens quite often, and that's what uh, attachment theory, ad adult attachment theory is telling us about, is that, Actually, this whole idea that first you have to love yourself, then you can be in a relationship is, is nonsense because, uh, we. Okay. Cause you hear it all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, it's a valid perspective, but there's another perspective, which also says that, well, all our wounds that happened to us, they were relational. They happened to relate in relationship to our parents, to our caregivers. And so the only way to solve them is through relating to someone. And, uh, uh actually that's also, that's a path that can show us to be a great mirror and help us see things that we may not see if we are by ourselves because it's really easy to get comfortable when you're by yourself okay you have your little routines okay this mm -hmm. is what i like this is what i don't like but then when there's a constant like then uh, it's harder to hide the minute togetherness the minute something off comes off you have your routine but the minute something comes and shakes it up it's like you get uncomfortable and it's like ah like everything's good when it's good it's when the storm comes how you react, which is, is true to what's going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. I want to go into Tantra with you. So for anybody listening, so the work that you do, does it have to do with the energy at the base of your, like your perineum, I guess? Is that like the, and then it goes all the way up through your channels. Can you explain this? Well, uh, how I work is that like, it's a total, like it's a total view of human. So from sexual energy to spiritual energy, and then all the other energy in between. And actually, uh, the root of all energy is sexual energy. So then it just manifests in different ways as, as the energy of love, as the energy of willpower, but at the base of everything, yeah, it is uh, sexual energy. Okay. So, when someone is blocked, like let's say there's a block somewhere and someone that you're working with, what does that look like? Or how can someone know if, if their energy is blocked or locked or there's something that's off and it's stuck in a certain place? Like let's say somebody has a very overactive like first energy center, root chakra, and they feel cut off or they feel like, like how do you know where your blocks are in your body? Mm -hmm. Well, um there are different ways because our emotions, they are not separated from our body. It's just uh, our body will always reflect what is going on in our emotional self. So then, like, for example, in the world, uh, the number one cause of death is heart disease. Uh, 
So it shows that okay. something is going on in the level of the heart. Some energy is not moving. Yeah, we can say it's blocked energy or it's trapped energy or yeah, whichever way we call it. But it's like something is off at the level of the heart. So then we look, okay, what are the emotions that have to do with that? And then quite often there will be emotion of mistrust, of inability to access the joy, maybe fear. Yeah, so all of it, when it's not moving, uh, then it will impact the body as well and it will create the blockage. So we have to look holistically and, and on all levels because sometimes just through understanding those things, like sometimes people just really need to understand on the intellectual level, okay, but what am I really scared of? Yeah, but what is really going on? And and like do this kind of processing. It has space for sure, like uh, the whole therapy uh, is so important. Uh, but then, yeah, then you can also work on the energy level and create more energy in the heart and more expansion in the heart and allow yourself to love and and give this uh, space and permission to the heart to express itself but then there are also like techniques yogic techniques tantric techniques that, that actually support the nurturing of this center so when someone comes like say if someone comes to one of your retreats or one of your workshops and they're there i mean you're getting people with all different backgrounds all different places and they come into this room and you help them sort of navigate through and connect to their their more love i guess more of their true self but how do you process and sort of unlock all of those channels? Like, is there something that I know it's a, it's a process you take them through, but where do you start? Like if someone's listening and they're like, I think I might be blocked, but I don't even know if I'm blocked. Where do you, what do you do? Well, I feel like ultimately no one is blocked, you know, like that's not how I, I look okay. at people. Like I don't think anyone is blocked. I think ultimately perfect. in our true selves, we are perfect. There's really nothing to fix. And, and I think that that's maybe uh, like the, the key of my work that I actually don't see people as someone that needs to be fixed. But what we can do is uh, we can forget that we are so perfect that we are so free actually in our essence and then the, this forgetfulness i think is a disease of our lifetime that we keep forgetting about how whole we are how complete we are and then yeah we, we do different processes that help us remember and when we remember it's natural to move from a place of love from a place of harmony kindness and uh, yes this is how i would approach those things if we speak specifically like uh, about sexuality, yeah, because I think that maybe also that's that's what's interesting. Uh, like, okay, uh, if some people feel like, okay, they feel uncomfortable with their sexuality, they feel maybe shame. This is very common that people feel shame around sexuality. And then it's like, we can assume like, oh, okay, maybe there is a blockage around sexuality. I wouldn't call it blockage. I would say like, okay, they, they forgot that their sexuality is sacred because it's a cause of creation sexuality yeah that, that's what creates a whole life this is what created this universe how can it be not sacred but somehow this is another very popular belief <laughs> right we're all here we're all here because of one thing right at the end of the day exactly but it's true it's something that often can be like you know like you, you there's so much shame around it mm -hmm. Or there can be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and somehow we forgot this. And then there's a whole culture that supports this forgetfulness. Yeah, the church is telling us, you are a sinner if you think about sex. How can you have sex? You know, there's a whole, all those rules uh, around it. And when we are little children, we are told that we shouldn't touch ourselves. And this, So like so we get like brainwashed. 
with all those messages of mm -hmm. how, uh, yeah, how shameful it is to be a sexual being. But it is like core of who we are. So if we, are, we have to be ashamed of the core of who we are, then like obviously our whole life will be impacted by that. So I find that when people really come to like look at those things, look at those beliefs, look at those we can call them blockages, but things that just somehow like limit our expression, our totality of expression of our energy, then uh, all of life also opens to us much more. Like I noticed tremendous difference like mm. with, with people, like even with their uh, relationship to success, to money, to wealth, when uh, sexual energy is moving freely uh, and you feel this, the person mm -hmm. is like charged by sexuality from inside. There's a radiance. There is this confidence uh, that just comes when uh, sexual energy is moving freely. Then it informs uh, the space around it, informs all of our life, all of our creation. Because it really is at the root, like you said. So it's like if it's blocked at the root, you're only going to be getting like little bits of energy through as opposed mm -hmm. to the floodgates open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I want to ask you about the difference with male and female energy, because you hear so much about the yin and the yang and the masculine, and the feminine. Can you speak to the differences of the energy mm -hmm. or are they different? What would you say about that? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to speak about this. I find that, the, yeah, there's quite a lot of um, mixed uh, information about this also. But basically, just on a kind of plain horizontal level, because there's also a vertical level of that, but on a plain horizontal level, the feminine energy is that energy of uh, receptivity, because we are very sensitive uh, in our femininity, and that, that's uh, the quality, the main quality of the feminine energy, receptivity. So it's receptive. The uh, element that is uh, related to feminine energy is like water. So water absorbs everything. Yeah? Put some substance into water, it just absorbs it and makes it part of herself. So that's uh, how our feminine energy is. So uh, that's it, the gift. Yeah? And then from there, softness. Yeah. So from there, through this receptivity, also opens the softness and capacity to flow and to be intuitive um, and um, uh, also nurturing. And uh, yeah, just um, like this kind of energy of like leaning back and we're both rolling well, our shoulders back. Exactly. We're both like doing this yeah, wave yeah, right yeah. now. It feels really good. Yeah. And like welcoming. <laughs> I invite you, if you're listening to right now, really just like let your body move. I feel like that's sort of the feminine, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. This continual flow and like not moving forward. Yeah, we're going to go into it next. But it's like kind of leaning back and uh, creating space for mm -hmm. everything else to, to come forward. So it's also this feminine way of manifesting where we just create a space and hold the space for something to come in and, and be created. And the masculine energy is the complementary to that. It's that energy that is very active and directive and penetrative. So uh, when the feminine leans back, the masculine has a space to move forward and uh, actively create and direct Yeah, that, that penetrative quality is there. So we all have both of those. And um, we just, uh, like, when it comes to our predominant way in life this is what we can figure out and then maybe when you're working so much and you're feeling like you're kind of on the verge of a burnout and maybe you are and a bit like too much in the push and maybe it's not your preferred way of being or maybe it is for a phase but then we can see like because sometimes people think oh, okay we need to be 50 percent feminine 50 masculine i don't think it's like 
so easy. It's more like we have a preference. Maybe it's 80% on your feminine and 20 in your masculine or something like this. And then also in the same way, it will be in a relationship when two people are together, then they will find out. Normally, genuinely, for women, they more prefer to be a bit more in their feminine and that's where they are the happiest and to be more mm-hmm. in the passenger seat. And then the men prefer more to be like in charge and control and in the, in the driver's seat. It also impacts our sexual attraction towards each other, you know, because if both are really in there, like go do get, like normally there's also not so much sex happening, actually. You're going to clash. I find sometimes, like you just said, right now, I feel like I'm very in the masculine. It's very go, 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 lots of like technical stuff, editing. Like I feel my body in that masculine energy for the past year, year and a half, but I thrive personally in the feminine. And for some reason, just at the phase I feel like I'm in, I'm having a hard time pulling back into the feminine. Just, I I don't know why. Mm. Do you have any tips for me? Mm. Oh yeah. I love the authenticity and I'm sure so many women will relate to this. And I also remember myself being in those phases. And even like now, although like I'm very clear that I'm not doing this more because I've had that phase, it's enough. But still sometimes I notice how I get pulled into that masculine way and like start to get like also like a part of me is overwhelmed but I'm just trying to just get things done as quickly as possible get all the obstacles out of the way and like kind of get to the point but it's really draining it's it's exhausting to do that and it's completely contrary to my uh for my body and for the well-being of my body like my body will immediately respond like with some contractions on the right side the right side will be the masculine side and like uh, this will be reflected immediately. So I feel like it's it's really uh, maturing. Like what has to happen is a maturation of the inner masculine, of this inner man. You can even visualize it like this, that this inner man has to protect and take care of the inner woman. So once he grows mm. up, he then can create a space for her and a structure or a team or a support system that will hold her really tenderly how she deserves to be held yeah I, I that's so beautiful to sort of see it that way it definitely very like really resonates it's almost like i'm going through an awkward growth spurt <laughs> it's like this growing and it's super awkward and it feels yeah, uncomfortable. like a teenager but uh it really it does it feels like this teenage year and i'm like why do i feel like this because two years ago it felt so good i felt so in flow everything's good and then all of a sudden swung far to the masculine and it's like what the heck and I didn't even realize it happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's growing up like and, and it's normal and also you, you have to be compassionate to where your inner masculine is at but then you can go like okay I understand you're in the teenage time you're you know discovering like maybe you're into motorbikes and blah, making those loud <laughs> sounds as you pass on the streets you know like whatever <laughs> and maybe a bit awkward and not really sure how to be with the feminine and maybe you know like just finding the ways but also you can like guide him gently in a feminine way to go like okay this is what i need yeah the feminine can say okay this is how i need Mm. to be held please provide and then Mm -hmm. the masculine can go like okay Mm. let's have a a schedule yeah for example that's what provides a safety and a relaxation where you know like okay every day i have from like this amount of hours that we work and then we stop and then we take breaks every hour for five minutes yeah or whatever is it that that helps yeah oh my gosh okay thank you i needed this and then what if for someone who's listening who's really in the feminine or really in a phase where they're just like they feel 
really like good with where they're at, good with what they're doing, but they don't feel like they have that drive towards working towards their goals or a relationship or anything like they just sort of feel, you know, flowy. Well, when it's like the opposite, when it's like so much in the feminine, normally there's a tendency to get um, lost in emotions and get like, oh my God, I feel so much and all of this, like uh, emotional ups and downs and, and this thing kind of lack of structure and lack of uh, directedness and the energy, which yeah also happens. And then maybe not inability to get things done and to feel like you are on purpose and really serving something that matters to your heart. Uh, so yeah, there also the like uh, the maturation has to happen. Like we have to grow up, and then you also can look at. There are certain practices actually that really help us look at how what is the state of our inner man, what is the state of our inner woman, what is the age, what are the interests, mm. what does the masculine in us like, what does the feminine in us like, and then uh, uh, yeah, to go like okay, maybe the inner man feels a bit like bashed, like many men in the world right now actually, and feels a bit kind of like a not so important because women are like really stepping up and sometimes uh, neglecting the beauty and the uh, power of the masculine. Yeah, yeah. and then there can be also like a whole process can be made. Like, why did you repress your masculine so much? Like what's going on there? And then very interesting things can come up. Mm, it's interesting to, I would imagine doing this work with your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. Super interesting for relational dynamic. And to also see how beautifully, like, you just, it reflects on your whole relationship. Like, I see it in my relationship so brightly and obviously. Like, when we re when I'm really, like, at ease with my flow and, like, I really have plenty of space for my feminine and it's like, and he is really naturally going into his masculine, like, everything is just flowing beautifully. But then when I am a bit, like, stressed or a bit, like, too much cortisol production, a little bit like something is going on in my company and I need to be on top of things, then, yeah, I feel like I'm drying out. Like, I, I don't feel anymore so juicy and so welcoming and so inviting for him. And then our intimacy is also struggling. Mm. I feel like 2020, especially, it's just been one of these years that has, like you said, it, it's brought out, like, the good in a ways or the bad in a ways too. It's just sort of like wherever you're at, it's going to amplify it in a way. Do you have any um, self-care tips or anything that's on your heart that you want to share with anybody, especially for this year, just because it's been such a radical shift for so many people? Anything that's on your heart that you want to share? Yeah, I feel uh, the most important thing is just to stay kind to yourself. It's simple, but it's so important because um, I feel uh, what tends to happen with when so much is coming up and emotions and you're like, oh my God, I should be more advanced than that. I should be somewhere else than that. I should be more successful than that. Like all of this, like we are bashing ourselves. And when we are doing it, we're just contributing to this unhealthy paradigm. Yeah? But then uh, we need mm -hmm. to ask ourselves, do you want to be part of the problem or part of solution? And if we want to be part of solution, then we have to unlock those ways of the heart. And kindness and gratitude are those ways of the heart. So maybe every day you can start and end with three things you're grateful for. And definitely there mm -hmm. has to be one that you're just grateful for yourself. So mm -hmm. that could be a simple, actionable thing for anybody. Beautiful, my dear. Well, thank you so much. If anybody wants to find you or find out more about your services and what you offer, where can they do that? Welcome to jump on my website, sofiasundari.com with an F. 
and I have a lot of free materials there, a lot of free ebooks and masterclasses that you can take. I have things specifically for women, for men, for couples. Also, I'm very active on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, especially. So beautiful. Okay, well, thank you so much for the conversation. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. If you love today's episode, we have many more amazing topics to come. So make sure to subscribe to never miss a beat. And since you made it this far, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Samantha Roberto and tell me what was your biggest takeaway? I want to know if you're looking for even more support, make sure to check out samantharoberto.com for more information about my coaching packages and stay tuned because next week we have another incredible episode being dropped. And don't worry, if you're super eager, we have a whole bunch of binge-worthy, life-changing episodes already posted so you can keep going there. Remember, you are most beautiful when you are you. So turn up your light and shine, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.